So wat ek glo is, ek glo die Heilige Gees wil ons in die season kom leer om saam met hom intact te wees. Amen. En ek glo dat die beste tyd van die kerk staan voor ons. Moeilike tyde op tyde van oppositie is tyde waarin God die kerk oprig en waarna iets moois in ons midde wil kom doen. Because I'm gonna hit over to English. You guys must tell me when I'm speaking too much Afrikaans. Okay. Is daar genoeg Afrikaans vervolging? Nog so'n bykie langer. Okay, so this morning, um, okay, so the Lord spoke, spoke to me, and I want to say to you that Jesus did not come to start a religion. And I come in it all He did not come to start a religion. Jesus came to end every form of religion. Okay? So, geloof is iets dat maar ek word nie geken as een christen. Ek word, ek identificeer myself as een seen. I, I identify as a son not as a Christian. The early church was only called Christians after the world was looking at them and saying, listen here, we see what you believe because you believe so much in this person and talk so much about him, we will call you Christians. But it was never an entitlement from the church's side or from God's side who called us Christians. And I don't have a problem with the term Christian. I have a problem with the idea of I'm being born a Christian and I'm born into a Christian family and now I'm Christian. Amen? You can't be born into Christianity. You make a choice to believe in Him. And that's why I said, I'm, I'm not so much, I don't identify necessarily as a Christian as saying that I come out of a Christian household. I identify to, towards God as a son, as His beloved as one that he has called and chosen and set apart from the beginning of the earth. Amen? En vanochtend wil ek hee dat hierdie moet in jou hart vastslaan, want as jy nie verstaan wat die hart van die vader is oor jou nie, gaan jy constant sikkel met die idee van a good, good father. Amen? Now, when Jesus came, he said, I only came to do what I first saw the father did. So what we see is the Father in action on earth being lived out in this person of the Son. The desires of the Father was lived out by the Son. And I want to show you this morning, we don't have a religion, but we do have a union with the Father. And it's something that is, in a sense, um, not known in our days, I can now feel a photo of two ways van dinge wat jylle dalk sal herken, maar dit noem ons uh, perikresis. And the, the whole idea of this is the dance, the unity dance between the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. And I am in Jesus and Jesus is within me. Amen. So as I am part of His body, I'm dancing with the Father and with the Holy Spirit. That's how I stay in step with the Holy Spirit is to know how I am positioned in Christ. To know who I am in Him, what He has said about me, what, I, what He has called me to do. And it's not based on my works. It's based on the fact that I know how much He loves me and how much He cares for me. And what is the full price that He has paid for me. Now what people don't realize is the, how important it is to have a union. Now, um, ons het in, in die ouwe Suid-Afrika gesê, eendracht maak, eendracht maak macht. There where there's unity, God demands a blessing. And I want to say to you this morning that God's calling the church to unify itself even in its diversity. 
ten spijte van die verschillen wat ons het, om te unify. And again, I'm not in unity with the Father so that I can get a certain result. I'm in unity with the Father because I know what He has said about me. I have come into agreement with Him. Weet jy wat sy verskil, as jy hierdie ding vanochtend kan snap, het geen siekte ooit weer op jou hou vast nie. This morning, if you can grasp what I'm saying, sickness will never, disease will never, the enemy will never ever have a right on you again. Amen? Because when you are in perfect unity with the Son, I'm perfectly loved. Perfect love cast out fear. Amen? So, daar is geen, die Bible says in Romans 8 verse 1, daar is geen veroordeling. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Geen veroordeling. And ek en jy moet besef, we need to realize that it's God's heart for us, not to bring us under condemnation, but to bring us into a unity, to come into agreement. And God has always called the worst of the worst. For one or another reason, even Paul making the statement, he says, the best of my works is like drag. I don't even count it worthy to mention it by the same effect of what Jesus has done for me. And what I truly believe is that the, the Lord is calling us into this, this pericuriasis, this perfect dance with the Father. And I want you to see this, um, this illustration. It's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost in the middle. Some of you will know that sign. Some believed it was an, um, an, an, an ancient uh, sign in the, um, what do I mean? Said, uh, in Europe, it, yeah, the, the Celtic, uh, ancient Celtic sign, it's not at all. It is symbolizing the unity of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. And this is come back from the first prank that I have the outbuilding of the, the who, who likes dancing? Is there anyone in church that likes dancing? So one or two of you? Nou daarom, ons, ek gaan weer vraag, Tanny was een dopper, so Tanny mag het nie eerlijk sê in die kerkie. Ek gaan nou door my nie bel. Ok, sorry, die gevolg is, dat daar is iets baie, baie mooi aan, is if you understand, now it's symbolized by a ring that never ever breaks the union. And it, it's got a flow in it, where it is symbolizing the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and it gives a continual flow, and stating that the three is never apart, that they are always in a perfect unity, that they've decided together, that they love together, that they are forgiven together, and they are not at all. Ek wil hee, jy moet vanochtend my duidelik hoor, daar is geen bedrog in Godse hart in ons meer nie. Want die volheid van my sonde is klaar in Christus Jesus veroordeel. It's coming into perfect unity with what he has said. And I said it last week, what we did in many places, as, as I showed you in Romans, where the people, especially the early church fathers, would read, they would put in the manuscript certain things to make room for people not to move by the flesh which I have a problem with because the, the, the very same people say we should not add into the Bible. And what I glue is, I glue that the Heilige Geest ons in this season will inroep with a perfectheid, some with a dance, some with him, so that we will know his perfect character, his perfect heart, his perfect will. I don't know if you thought I was a woman, but I said to you, Lord, I seek the perfect one for me. I seek the perfect will for me in my evil. En het was vir my een groot deal. En weet jy wat sê die Heere vir my? En hy het, het vir my hierdie jaar weer gesê, in Haggai 2 vers 23 sê, And I have made you, sê die Babel, my 
ring, my, my, my signet ring. And I want to say to you in this season that God wants to approve. Because if your heart is in a perfect unity with the Father, you want to do what the Father wants you to do. Amen. Ek of jy enig sê nie, as jy die Heere jou God lief het met jou hele hart, jy hele siel, al jou verstand en al jou kracht, which is impossible to do so by the way. It's not possible to, to love the Lord with all your heart, all your soul and all your might. It's not possible. It's never been done except by one person with the name of Jesus. I'll show it to you this morning that I believe that in our failure, sometimes we want to sit and say, Lord, but and the, the devil will get us like this white sheet and what, this little black spot on it. He gets us to focus on that one area which the, where he shows us our imperfectness. And then sit ons daar and in ons lieg, ons pleeg bedrog, wat ons moet hierdie, hierdie gezicht voorhou, want ons is in kerk. People knows us. We've got a reputation. And you know what? As soon as we can come to that point where we realize that we, we are in Christ Jesus and that he loves us, it, it changes everything. Last week as I was speaking, who can remember last week's sermon? I was speaking on the, the, the hybrid and I was speaking on Genesis 21 and I was speaking on Galatians 4. Het enig iemand nootas gevat? Enig iemand sy hart aangeraak met laasweekse diens? I want to challenge you to go and listen it again. It's, dit was zwaar. As hy oor jou kop gegaan het, gaan doen net moeite om, om om weer te luister. And listen here, Hebrews 5.13 says, For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness. And this is out of the ESV. The King James translated the self, which is a direct translation. But I want you to, to hear, is unskilled in the word of righteousness since he is a child. And I want to read it to you out of the Passion Translation. For every spiritual infant who lives on milk is not yet pierced by the revelation of righteousness. So the reason why I agree more with the Passion Translation is the fact is the one makes you unskilled which mostly pertains back to works. Now we know that Johannes Kalfein was a rechter geweest, or he was a... Uh, uh, a procureur. Amen? Who knew that? He was a scholar studying the law. And then God started working in his heart and he went over into ministry. He started working for the Lord full time. I love the story of John Calvin, a mighty guy, the guy that the Lord really used and raised up in his time. I'm again for the second time watching the, the series Vikings. Who's, who's ever watched that, the, the, the series Vikings? Okay. All jylle kerkmense, jylle moet gaan Vikings kyk. Okay. En um, is op Netflix. En um, the, there was a guy in the English army which was Appelstein. And he was a significant Christian uh, fighter. And he fought for, fought for the glory of God. But if you listen to their theology of the day and what they believed back in the day, it is as, it's, it's like sometimes if I listen to that, I think to myself, man, it's like a child speaking. It's, it doesn't even make sense. And progressively, God has opened up this thing and revealed the heart of the Father through the Son by showing us the significant work that the Son has done. And for us to recognize and realize what he has accomplished, it starts piercing our hearts. Now, I could feel say, the woman took my vrouw sing and I could have a slight gemak oor haar, it pierced my heart. 
en die, 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 die stelling wat hy hier so na die woord righteousness I know means is literally translated to be in right standing with God but it's also translated to accept the fullness of what God has done in Jesus it's because we are placed in Jesus en vanochtend as jy kan besef wat God vir jou het en wat God dier jou wil kom doen sal jy nooit ooit weer die saafte sien so let's get to, to, to Matthew 20 verse 1 this will help you understand the way um, heaven's kingdom operates. There was once a wealthy landowner who went out at daybreak to hire all the laborers he could find to work in his vineyard. So we see Jesus is using this illustration or this parable and he's, showing, he's saying if you understand this, then you understand something about the kingdom. Die licht die boos af, You understand something about the kingdom. And he says that this, the, the, the landowner was a very wealthy man and early morning he rose and he went out and he gathered all the laborers he could find on the marketplace. After agreeing to pay them a standard day wage, he put them to work. He put them to work. And then at nine o'clock, as he was passing through the town square, he found others standing around without work. So guess what? He came early morning at daybreak, let's say it was at 6, and he got people to start working in his vineyard. And then he came past town again for the second time that morning, and he went into the square and he found at 9 o'clock that there were still people. We had already seen on the street here in the morning, and they were still old, so they were still old. They were still old, but they were still old, and they were still old, and they were still old, and they were still old. Who knows what I'm talking about? The only one who knows, okay. So, he put them to work. At 9 o'clock he was passing through the town and he found others standing around without work. So it means they were either late or they overslept. They was a tiny bit sluggish. Can we agree about that? And he, verse 4, he, he told them, come and work for me in my vineyard and I'll pay you a fair wage. Not a day's wage, a fair wage. So off they went to join the others. And he did the same thing at noon. With other words, 12 uur, kom hierdie man weer, en hy sê, hierdie is soos die koninkryk. En 12 uur die middag, kom hy in die ding, en hy sê nie vir my, is halfdag, kom, kom werk vir my nie. Hy gaan 12 uur die middag, en hy gaan al amal, he gets everyone at noon, to come and work in his vineyard once again. And I think to myself, is this guy crazy? So at 3 o'clock, making the same arrangement as he did with the others. So now we see he went in at 6 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 3 o'clock. He's been taking people out of the marketplace, letting them work. Hoping to finish his harvest that day, he went to town square again at 5 o'clock. Who of you will go and rent someone at 5 o'clock? Is there anyone? Guy, we're talking, we're talking about a Jew. Jesus is a Jew. This is bad um, business practice. It's very, the story van lost, chase achter die 1 en los die 99, it does not make sense. It, it's, God is not, remember I told you guys in the beginning of the year that the Lord said, try and exaggerate my love. Probeer om te oordrijf met my liefde. So, hoping to finish the harvest that day, he went to the square and at 5 o'clock he found more who were idle. Met other words, hulle het niks gedoen nie. So he said to them, why have you been here all day without work? Because no one hired us. I think there's a good reason why they didn't get hired. I think they were lazy. 
I think they slept in. Some van, ek denk van hulle het bykie babbelas gehad. Amen? Wingerd griep. So he said to them, then go and join my crew and work in my vineyard. He does not make an arrangement with them. And when evening came, the owner of the vineyard went to his foreman and said, call in all the laborers, line them up and pay them the same wages. Ish, guys. Now, for we make these things here. Who would have liked if I come and pick you up at, at six o'clock in the morning, and then I went and I picked someone else up at nine o'clock, and at noon at twelve, I picked up another person at three, and at five, I picked up someone else, and I brought them to work, and I'm going to pay them exactly the same I'm going to pay you. But who does that sit right in their throat? Huh? And Jesus said, you need to understand, I'm trying to illustrate something about the kingdom. And it's not because God is fair, it's because He's, uh, he's far and beyond fair. He will give to everyone exactly according to their deeds. The question was, on what was He measuring them by, if it was not time, but He bought out their time? You see, Jesus makes a statement, He says, everything is for Him and to Him and about Him. And I want you this morning to see, because many times we look at our friend's life and we say, they've got everything going for them. And everything is going right for them. But Lord, never ever does things work out for me, or I've got all these tribulations. He would not come and um, test you beyond your ability. Okay? And... Um, Call all the laborers, he lined them up, he pays them the same wage, starting with the most recent ones I hired and finished with the ones who worked all day. And when those hired late in the day came to be paid, they were given all a day's wage. And when those who had been hired first came to be paid, they were convinced that they would receive more. But everyone was paid the standard wage. Everyone was given exactly the same thing. Why? Who's ever read this portion of scripture and you think to yourself, Lord, tell me why. I can't understand how you operate. If this is how the kingdom of God operates, I don't know if I want to be part of that. Weet al ooit gekyk na iemand sê, as dit is hoe a christen is, dan wil ek nie a christen wees. Huh? Guys? I want you to understand what Jesus is saying. He's giving everyone. There were people standing idle the whole day. It's five o'clock and he's getting them to work for the next two hours. And they're getting the same wage as those people who has done so much work. And has put so much labor into it. You see, that's why the Lord says, do it as if you are doing it unto the Lord. Because as soon as you start doing things unto the Lord, time doesn't matter. Raise your children as if you are raising them for the Lord. Work with your finances as if it is the Lord's. Amen. Alles is vir hom, tot hom en dier hom. En vanochtend kan ek nie genoeg vir jou sê, daar was iets van die principle wat ek wil hee, jy moet vang in vers 11. And when they realized what had happened, they were offended. And I want to say to you church, the, ons moet ophou met ons din valiekies. Ons moet klaar kry met die lichte rake tyd, where when people speak, and especially when people speak the truth, in our days, we get offended by the truth, because here, the master now is going to, he's going to speak his mind, and listen here, 
They were offended of what happened and they were offended and complained to the landowner saying, You're treating us unfairly. Jere, is onrechtvaardig. Jere, dit wat jy doen is nie aan nie. Hoekom jere, het dit met my gebeur? They've only worked for one hour while we slaved. Wil iemand met my ander mic gee hierdie werk nie? Jylle gaan hierdie ding moet terugsteer. Halleluja, sorry vir die. Jylle kan vir my so klein bykie harder sit. They've only worked for one hour while we've slaved and sweated all day under the scorching sun. You've made them equal to us. Jylle, ek het net een hewelik gehad. Jylle, ek was nog nooit in my leven dronk nie. Jylle, ek het nog nooit iets leliks vir iemand gesê nie. Ek wil vir julle sê, betek hier is die kerk offended met die manier waarop Jesus dinge doen. Weet julle hoe offended was die kerk toe een prostitiet Jesus' voete kom was? Hoe offended was die ouwens toe Jesus vir een vrou sê, gaan jy in sondag nie meer nie? Toe hy een stelling maak om te sê, in drie daas sal hy die tempel afbreek. Because we don't understand what he is saying. And we've not taken his word to heart and then we are, we are very sensitive about what God does and what he says. And here, Ons voel te nagekom, hierdie ouwens voel te nagekom, hulle sê, jyre, ons het hard gewerk. We've done everything according to the book. I want to say to you, your greatest inheritance will be Jesus one day. And I know for some of you it's not enough. But that's all I desire. Our greatest inheritance is to have Him. And I want to say to you, I'm not having Him only one day. I'm having Him today. Ek het nie nodig om te wacht om eendag in die hemel te kom, om eendag een erfporsie in hom te kry nie, want ek is een mede-erfgenaam saam met hom hier. And that's why heaven is waiting to come to earth. Because God is looking for those people who are not sensitive towards him anymore. Oorsensitief, maar hulle is bereid om hulle self te gee. Te lang hier die kerk gegloed. You know what the Old Testament taught the people? And it was true. A little leavened, leavened the whole lamp. So, moet jou self nie met iets meng wat onrechtvaardig is nie, want net nou, het is makkeliker om iemand af te trek as op. Ons ouwers het ook vir ons geleerd, is ek reg? As jy kinders en dan sê vir hulle, hey, jy speel nie met die stoute in nie. So, I've got different rules. Met my kinders, it's very easy. I tell them, you can play with anyone as long as you take the lead. As long as you show them the way. Because I believe that great leaders will pull anyone out of a hole. That God has called us to stop for the one. That God has called us to stop for the broken hearted, for that guy that's messed up, bleeding next to the road and dying out. In Owens, betekere het jy nodig om jou belt af te haal na ouse achterend aan die brand te slaan to get him into heaven. Amen? People don't want to say these things anymore because we will offend the church. Ek krij nie amen is. Owens... They've only worked for one hour while we've slaved and sweated all day under the scorching sun. You've made them equal to us. And the landowner replied, Friends, I'm not being unfair. I'm doing exactly what I said. Don't you agree to work for the standard wage? 
If I want to give those who only work for an hour an equal pay, what does that matter to you? What does that matter to you? Don't I have the right to do what I want with what is mine? Why should my generosity make you jealous of them? You know what's the problem in church? That we get jealous on our brothers, especially when God is doing something for them. No way, there's no grace for her. Lord, there's no way that, that you can use that guy. Have you heard his mouth during the week? Amen. And I'm not justifying this morning, I'm not justifying anything. I've, I've, spoke, I've started with, with perisicleases, where I spoke about being in a perfect unity. I've got the Holy Spirit in me. Saying me, you know what? That what you are doing is wrong. Wie daar self te gees en om? Wie daar achtergekom, hy sê vir jou, patie keer gaan links. Ey, wena, ey, ey. Daai kant. Who's experienced that? You're busy with a transaction. God says to you, that what you're doing is wrong. We call that the leading of the Holy Spirit. It's to be in that unity. And the only way you will know that unity is to be part of it. And then the only way that you will know how to lose it is when you or out of it, and you're on a different rhythm as what God is. It's time for us, and I believe I can satisfied. If I only have to do this and come and preach to people that I know that loves the Lord and is sold out to the Lord, I will do that for the rest of my life. Or is it by the infodige klein plekkie by the dam? But I want to say to you that there's something that God wants to do in this season, and He's looking for those individuals who says, "Lord, I, I'm willing, and I'm going to stop having excuses." You know what's one of the, the, the things that I love most about our congregation is the fact that we have said to the Lord, Lord, give us the responsibility of the poor and the broken, those who are least desired. Amen? In wie weet as daar mens element inkom, whenever you see flesh, people hurt. So you know, you know why the church don't reach out to people anymore? Because hurt people hurt. Can I get an Amen. So what we would rather do is we will justify and say, Lord, people make their choices. We deliver them over to their, joy, their choices. Like we in 1 Corinthians 5, say, Handig hou oor aan sy begeerte, so dat in die dag van die Heere, Handig om uit aan die satan, so dat in die dag van die Heere sy siel gereed kan word. Now that scripture has been, has been raped by the church. Because we have lost the, the relationship and the desire to say, Lord, we want to be your hands and we want to be your feet. And we want to move out. And Lord, we want, we want to be used by you. You know what God does when he brings you into a unit and you start dancing with him and you come into his rhythm? He starts giving you a desire to say, man, I want you. You see that guy at your work that's awkward? I want you to reach out to him. I want you to speak to that girl that's, that nobody wants to speak with. I want you to lay your hands on them and to pray for them. But Lord, no, it's a man and I'm a woman. I want to say to you, Jesus was not that prejudiced. Hy het vir een vrou bedien by die, by die put van Samaria en sy het nie een goeie reputatie gehad nie. En wat nog van die gold wat sy voete kom was in een pastoorshuis. I'm like, yes, like you Lord, can this even be possible? I want to tell you this morning that God does not so much care about people's reputations because he trusts his own reputation more than theirs. Kom ons gedere aan dit lap. Now you can understand what I meant when I said that the first will end up last and the last will, be, will, will, will end up being first 
everyone is invited, but few are chosen. And I want to say to you, this is not saying that those who were first believers are going to be now the last ones, and those who are the last believers are now going to be the first ones. What this is saying, it is speaking about people in the same vineyard at the same time, but what it's speaking about is the desire or the gratitude of the people that's receiving the wages. What do you think the guy that was only working an hour, what was his attitude towards the landowner? I've never felt so loved. I've never seen anyone so righteous. I've never experienced anyone with such a good heart. I've never had this encounter before. I won't be able to say anything else. I want to ask you, do you suppose if someone was good for you that you will rape them? So I tell you, if someone did that to me, I'm not going to pitch up tomorrow standing at 5 o'clock again trying to get a good deal. I'm going to be the guy there standing at 7 o'clock ready to say, man, I know his character. I'm in where he is. Amen. You know what the, the Lord is calling the church to operate in? Is to have a heart and to be there where we most likely should not be. And call those who most likely is undeserving it. And tell those who are so far reached that there is hope. You see, as soon as we start looking at these things, our lenses change. The way that we perceive things starts changing. The way that we look at circumstances change. The way that we, we, we perceive things around us change. Ek wat vandag um, in die huwelik is, my perceptie van die huwelik na 18 jaar het baie verander. Amen. Ek, toe ek jong getrouwd was, ek ben ek sê, my skoonpaal is het jylle, is my getuienis, my Carlie sy oma was bitterlik kwaad vir my. Ons het vanavond die huwelikseavond, soos jylle nog nie weet daarvan nie. Is een goeie plek om op te pitch. <laughs> Bring jou piknik maaikie. Ek sê vir, nou, I was rough, and not only rough around the edges, I was rough. And then I got into the kingdom of God. And I wanted to do things right. Why? Because I had an encounter and an experience with one who was faithful. And now I didn't want to sleep with any, every girl anymore. I tell you, you could trust me in that time more than you could trust those guys who were in Bible school knowing the word. I get geweer was a story from Simpson and it's just it. And that's about it. And when I got saved... My brother-in-law taught my, 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 my grandparents, yes, that is not a good one. You have to go to your daughter from your heart. It's now a good time that she has But you know what the Lord did? The Lord did something righteous within me. And I'm not, I blast it from my ear, I'm using it as an example because we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. So I was, before I, I, I got saved, I was a drug addict. I was in brothels Baie van die ouwens nog steeds in die, in, die stede, in die stad is oupelle van my. And when I got saved, I said to my wife, if we have sex before we get married, I will never marry you. Amen? Sy eerste goal met wie ek nooit seks gehad het voordat ek getrouw het. Ek verdien aan dit laparaan. Okay? And the reason was not because I was so smart, because I had an encounter with one who was fair. I had an encounter with one who said to me at five o'clock, do you know what? If you come in, I'm going to give you the same wage. I felt so unworthy of what I did in 93 and 95 and 97 
that I sat and I said, Lord, I've, I've, I've messed it up and I felt so guilty. And the Lord came and He removed all my guilt, all my shame. And He brought me in like the early wages, those who were first in. He treated me exactly the same. And He did not treat me any different than anyone else who was in before me. He chose me while we were yet sinners, Christ came and He died for us. That's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. Why people start believing. And unless we start believing it and coming to a unity with God, we will never draw people into the church. Because people don't want to know how much they are judged. They want to know how much they are loved. You know what, what, what was the main thing? I was like this, in, in Luke 15, it's all about this father with, with these two boys. And the first boy asked for his early inheritance. Who's ever heard that story? And the first boy went out and he squandered it without, with prostitutes. And he went out doing drugs and whatever he was doing. And he ended up in a pigsty. God is not mocked. Only what a man, that he will. Only what a man sows, that he will reap. So I want to say to you, God is not mocked. The place you're sitting today is most probably because of the choices you made yesterday. And it does not mean that God does not want to be good to you. It just means that God is calling you into a unity with the Father where the dance, and when you look into His eyes, that that will impact you more than anything else in your life. That it will draw you closer to God than any other encounter you ever had. And I want to say to you, there was nothing that could fill me. Me, um... Vio Brandini, ni Zolni, ni Dragsni, ni Roxni. I can quote them all. It did not fool me. Sex could not fool me. Orgies could not fool me. I said to the Lord, Lord, what is it that fills? How can I get filled? And the only way that I got filled is in coming into truth. The Bible says that Jesus came in the spirit of grace and Grace and truth. The truth will always set you free. Grace is the supernatural ability of God where He places call upon your life so that you can do that which was formerly impossible for you to do. That was the grace that He has given me. Let's look at that story. So, in a certain sense, the Father threw the party for the wrong son. And that's for what, what we believe in church. Many times we sit and we say, Lord, it can't be that you can celebrate that person. I want to tell you that God is madly in love with the prostitute out there. The only reason why I don't get an amen is because we don't believe it with our hearts. Onsikkel dat God ons kan lief met die feit dat ek nie my tiende gegeet. Ek sikkel met die gedachte dat God my kan like, want ek het dier die week my vrou gevloek miskien. Come on, let's be honest. Oh, ons is, ons, baie keer, ons is nie omskyn heilig, dit is ons is heilig. Heiligmaking is een proces, waarin God my sit, so dat hy my, my werk, na sy wil en sy welbehaal. Amen. Heiligmaking is nie iets wat ek en jy, jy klaar is nie. Die Bible sê dat we will be perfected at this, coming. You will not get me perfect in this side. So if you see my feet slip a bit, just have grace on me as well. Okay? Wie is het laatst gelijk so af en toe? Okay, ek kan ook so af en toe sweats, Marie. <laughs> My vrou sê ander dag nou, het ek so'n vloekwoordkie wat ek uit, uithaal, sy sê, jou dochterkie 
sê alles wat ons sê. Is ek al geer, asjeblief, en het genade. Dus hy vir ochend die tijd sit, en sy is bezig over ek, soos, let sê, kom ook, wat sê, wat sê, kom hier. Het nou net een vloek sê die mens hier van vooraf of iets. Hulle sê, vraag enig vir die kinderkerk, ek doen het altyd, wie sy ouwers vloek, stek jou hand op as jou pa vloek. Ok. So die gevolg is, hulle sê, kinders praat altyd die waarheid. Ok. Nou vraag hulle dit, nou doen nie kinderkerk personeel dit, nou vraag hulle dit, nou sit my Joshua kind daar. Sê Joshua, sê die waarheid nie. Jou pa vloek nie, raak net kwaad. Ok. So listen here, Luke 15, 29, and the son said, Father, listen, how many years have I been working like a slave for you? Just hear there. It's the son of the same father that's a good, good father. The father that's sitting and waiting for the son to arise on the horizon and that he will run to that broken son who has been off now. And remember, now he has taken him, given him a robe, given him a ring, given him shoes for his feet. Amen. It's the same father, and the son's question to the father is, how many years have I been working like a slave for you? And I want to say to you, the problem of the churches is we all work and no play. Ons is, ons is bitter en dikbek, want ons voel te nagekom, oor de, al die werke en performance wat ons probeer, en dan voel ons nog steeds nie goed genoeg in ons eie werke nie. Amen? Jo, ek preek vanochtend van myself. Ek het gedink, hier is nie een goeie preek. <laughs> and I've never once disobeyed you. I've never been displeasing to you. Daddy, I've never, been dis- I've never disobeyed you. But you've never thrown a party for me because of my faithfulness. Yo. You've never celebrated me because I am good. And the problem of the church is that we forget that God wants to, to be good for us. We forget that God wants to celebrate us. We forget that the Father is not only looking on the horizon for those ones who are lost, but He's looking into the church. And He's waiting for you. And we don't, take the, 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 we don't put the thing on us because we think that the, our dad is angry. Ekkelfeer sê die ending van God is, he's got a desire for, for, for the lost and the broken, but he's got a desire for the church as well. And he is pro-church, and he loves you, and he's got a plan for you, and the plans and the thoughts that he has in his mind for you is to prosper you. And in this season, God wants to use you and raise you up, but you need to get involved and in a unity with, with your dad as you've never been. Because you can be so busy working for him, trying to perform and do everything right, that you miss out on the opportunity to engage and get into this unity of this dance, where you just feel him love you and accept you, and where he gives himself to you. You know what's the sad thing is, but you've never thrown a party for me because of my faithfulness. That people think by being faithful and loyal, coming to church, that they don't have anything. Ek wil vir jou vraag, hoeveel mense kom week in en week uit, en sit in een plek en hulle siek, en hulle kort eindelijk een miracle, but they won't ask the Father. I'm broken in my heart when I think of this. I say, Jesus, how many times have I, have I walked away because I don't go to you with the small things. Ek wil nie plan, ek wil nie lastig val nie. 
Nou die Bijbel zegt hulle aardse paas weet, hoe goed en hoeveel te meer nie hulle jimmelse paas nie. Wie van julle het een pa wat jy net kan bel en jy kan hom net raad vraag oor stupid goed? Papa, hoe, hoe sit die ou die plak sy drade om? Okay? Ek het vir Kardie gesê, bel net jou pa en vraag om dat hy die, die plaks kom opsit as hy bleef. Ek was nooit jy van my bedreigde ou en sê, ek het hosses voor kooses. My skoonpa kom my plaks enige tijd kom vir ander, want ek kan nie. Ja, as ek my kinders met hulle sal shock. Oké, okay. okay, ons, dis wat jy... But you've never thrown a party for me because of my faithfulness. Never once have you even given me a goat that I could feast or celebrate with my friends like he's doing now. And he's looking to his younger brother and Afghans because he thinks you have squandered everything. And I'm angry because how can my dad celebrate you? But he's not celebrated me. You know what's the problem in church? We're uncelebrated. Jy het nie, jy kan nie gee as jy nie het nie. Amen? So die vraag is, when last have you celebrated someone's victory? Ek wil vanochtend, dit is pereel. Wanneer last was jy werkelijk dankbaar want jy vriendin te nie vakaar gekry? Kom ons wees dit bykie reel oor die goeders ouwens. Ons is afgunstig. Ons sê, ach, baie gelik, man, veilige meile, dit wat van die hart van vol is. Ek sê vir jou, hoop skyn heilig wees. Kijk, nee, is jaloers, jy is mislik en jy is lelik. Die heilige gees is bezig van in, in die ochend om harte te besnui, hoekom? Want die heren wil hy ons moet ophou om my opinie te hee, die heren wil hy ons moet ouwe en celebrate. Weet jy wat, ek kan nie wacht dat die heren iets goed doen in jou leven, so dat ek het kan celebrate. Ek verjeeg my, as ek, as ek deurbraak is in die mensese levens. Ek krij nie genoot daar uit om te weet dat mense sikkel nie. In teendeel, ek, ek, vanochtend, ek het vir in die begin van die jaar gesê, Mike Bickel sê, all of God's judgments are aimed at that which removes you from his love. All of God's judgments. So what do I want? I want you to understand that there's something about the church that's losing out because we've lost the ability to celebrate the lost. We've lost the ability to celebrate the brother that is far off because we believe they deserve it because of their choices. And yet, I want to say to you, I've, I've made very wrong choices in my life. Die ander dag, toe sit ek, ek sê vir Karli, ek sê, yes, ek sit alweer in hierdie penari, want ek het verkeerde keeses gemaakt, en die volgende, ek sê, die heilige geest, maar dit is nonsens daai. Jy gloe het klomp snert. And I've made it a belief system, and I thought to myself, okay, Lord, but yeah, only what a man says that you will reap. Yes, it's true. But unless you can understand that you are unified in Christ, because in Christ, all rules are cancelled out. Ek wil vir jou sê, die hele, die hele aarde wacht met ons reikende verlange vir die, vir die seens van God om geopenbaard te word. How do we get revealed? I want to say to you, we get revealed in the sun. I get revealed in being in his presence, being one with my father. And as long as I believe that I'm an outcast and I, I don't deserve it, I won't get it. Want soos wat die man dink, so sal het wees. Vers 30, but look at the son of yours, he comes back after wasting your wealth, and prostitutes and reckless living, and here you are throwing a great feast to celebrate for him. And the father said, my son, you are always with me, by my side. Everything I have is yours to enjoy. Everything, I want to ask you, when last have you enjoyed something that God wants to do for you? Ek praat met die kerk vanochtend. Ek praat met die gerede ouwens. Ek gaan nou nou met die ongerede ouwens praat. 
Wanneer laas het jij iets gecelebreerd in je leven wat God voor je wil kom doen? Wat het niet je eie effort of werken hoeft te wees nie. En ouwens, hierdie boodskap is volgend gaat nie daarmee te condemn Het is daarmee vry te maken om te besef how much he has loved you. He has loved you first. He loves you. He loves you first. Listen how the father reacts. The son said, Father, listen. Um, verse 32. It's only right to celebrate like, like this and be overjoyed. Now, I just want to make the term overjoyed. Remember, last week I was speaking on righteousness, peace, and joy. The, now, he's using a term overjoyed. Who has recently been overjoyed? Wie het omlangs kleinkinders gekry? Okay? So, th- th- that is, who voel jou hart na dit? Yes. Is daar, Shemaine, is daar lekkerder gevoel as dit? Now, that's overjoyed. Daai sensasie wat jy kry, jy het nie eens gewerk aan die kleinkind nie, jy geniet om. Amen? Die vreugde wat iets opbring, daar is a overjoyed, in God's hart. Now, I want to say to you, I said, I made a statement last week, you can't have joy unless you have peace. So one of the things that God is restoring in this season is God's restoring the joy of the church. The joy of the, of, of, the, joy of the Lord is the is strength of your salvation. Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord is, is your strength. It's knowing, so how can I have joy? To know that I've got peace with God. How can I have peace? To know that I'm in right standing with God or let's not make it a, a legal requirement that I have chosen Him and He has chosen me. Because that is what righteousness is. It's by choice and by faith. Am I right? It's not a work of your own. Because the brother of yours was once dead and gone, but now he's alive and back with us again. He was dead and gone, but now he's alive and back with us again. He was lost, but now he's found. Let me simplify it. He's back in the perikiosis. He's back in the unity of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. He's back into the kingdom. He's, he's realized how much of value the Father is. And the word, weet jylle wat is interessant vir my, is dat ons die kerk glo nie meer dat hulle hulle self moet bekeer nie. Amen? Who knows salvation is once? Okay, bekering is dagelijks. En die woord daar is metanoia, ek, ek vat elke gedachte gevangene en ek onderwerp het aan sy wil. Wie weet dat, dat my, my gedagtes, my, my thoughts don't always reflect the heart of God. So many times I need to take every thought in my head captive and then I need to submit it under God's will. With other words, you're not good enough. You will never make it. You know what? God is against you. He has no plan for you. You, you will fail. Everything you touch will never work. It's a belief system. And the only thing the devil needs to do in your life to totally destroy you is to make you believe certain truths that's not in God's heart. Is to make you believe the lie instead of the truth. Is to convince you that the, 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 the Father's word is a lie and that the enemy is speaking the truth. En wanneer ook al ek en jy in die goed vasthou, we lose our game. We lose our joy. Amen. We lose our peace. 
We don't feel in right standing with God. Is het simpel genoeg? So, ek kyk na die story van Saul, en ek gaan saam begin vat. Lou, jy kan my met die kitaar kom speel. Uh, Saul was not bad, but he had become corrupted by what he saw all around him. Who knew when God was choosing a king for Israel, um, God never wanted to choose a king for Israel. He, w- he wanted to be their, their, their sole king. Amen? Their only king. To have the sole mandate on a certain people who say, Lord, we choose you and we don't choose men. Amen? And for that reason, I really believe that there was something about Saul, even when the people chose him, God will give you over to the choices that you make. But he gave them a warning. He said, whenever you choose these kings, they will rule over you and they will tax you. And you will pay for these things for the rest of your life. And when Saul was chosen, he had no example of how a king should look. So what he did, he did not go to God and consult with God. God, what is it what you want to do with my life? And how should I reflect your glory? So he was observing all the kings around him. And he diluted that which God was doing in his life. Now, I want to say to you, church, we should not compromise and look to everyone else, but we should look to him and him alone. He's still the Alpha and the Omega. He's still the beginning and the end. He's the first and the last. He's the one who paid the, the, the price. But listen here. But as it's written, what no eye has seen, nor ear has heard, nor the heart of man imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. So, if King Saul could only realize but that what he is settling for is earthly, but if the eye has not seen, the ear has not heard, and it has not entered his heart, God can give him so much more and beyond. Ek wil vir jou sê, die selfde vandag in jou hevelik, in jou bezigheid, in jou gezondheid, God sê, over and above, I want you to have a joy. I want you to lean back and trust me fully. What can separate us from the love of God? Any sickness, any health, any, anything. In the whole creation, the word says, there's nothing that can separate you from His love. So it's not that He's just a reckless lover. He's so reckless and so, I will say so unverantwoordelijk with His liefde, that He goes out and hires somebody and pays them the full wage. That He invites back the son that has just squandered out in anything, and he does not take offense because of their, their way that they treated themselves. But he allows them to come into the spiritliasis once again, where we've got this rhythm of the Father. And I'm going to because it's something that gripped my heart. I'm going to read it just in another translation. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9. Now this is why the scripture says, things never discovered or heard of before. Things beyond your ability to imagine. Can you see that in the Passion Translation? These are the many things God has in store for all His lovers. These are the many things that God has in store. I want to say to you, you might be down and out today. You might be broke. You might be at the, at the bottom of your game. It might be looking if you are losing every battle and every fight, but it's not finished yet. It's not finished yet. I want to read the scripture again. He said, things never discovered. What, on my age, you know how little things has not been discovered? In the, in the, 
And we know everything. My okie van nege, sê vir my iets sê, dan sê vir my ek weet. Come on. As ek denk myself goeie genuchtig, oh wat weet jy nie? Sê vir, weet jy, kom ek vertel, hoe grijp ek jou maal? Raak sy gezicht bloedrooi, dan sê het awkward. <laughs> ok. So ek weet, so klein bykie meer as hy. Jy weet nie hoe jou maas so nie, weet jy? Halleluja. So daar is toch iets wat ek weet dat ek nie weet nie. Iemand moet om sê. Things never discovered or heard of before. I want to say to you, God has something new for you. It's nog nie gehoor nie. You have not heard it. Things beyond our ability to imagine. Is dit nie een mooie expression nie? beyond your ability to imagine. Ek wil net vir julle sê, ek het, ek het een groot verbeelding. Ek het een ding, ek, ek is ou met heavy verbeelding. Ek kan nogal prankies sien. Ek kan op my oudag nog, wel oudag, jongdag, op die strand lees. Ek nog steeds vir die wolke kyk en ek nog steeds prankies sien. Wie, wie van julle het achtergekom dat jy jong was, was die prankies baie duideliker in die wolke? En as jy ouder word, dan raak het so'n bykie vaag. Weet jy wat ek vraag vir die heren, december leek, ek kyk vir die wolke, ek sê vir die heren, heren, ek het my kinderlikheid in my hart verloor by verwachting dat ek na iets kyk, en ek nog steeds in iets instaar met de oor, om iets te kan sien. En ek vraag vir die heren, ek sê, heren, wees my iets. En die volgende om ek daar ons op die strand lees, sien ek hier die beautiful prent, en ek sien hier die gezicht, en ek sien hier die goeders. En die heren restore iets in my hart, van een kinderlijke verwachting, because I've, I've forgotten to imagine, to appreciate everything that he has. Amen? Daar waar ek en Karli op die oomlik is, het ons, ons het te min hande en te veel kinders. En um, die gevolg is dat ek vast sê, my liefie, weet jy wat ek sê, elke seizoen, sy sit elke aand, jy weet, daar is nie een aand wat my vrou deurslaaf. Want is of een 15-jarige ou met een hamstring wat seer is, of is een 3-jarige babiekie wat net al maar in die bed soek. Of een 9-jarige of een 11-jarige wat lang hy het nou besluit, hy, hy is ons room uit. Na 9 jaar is Benjamin terug in ons kamer, met sy matras, en hy slaap nou daar vir, ek denk die laaste maand, as is in die aand, ek was ek van, ek hy roomie, ek sê, jy gaan nie eerst moet uitgedag, jy maand nou eerst vry. <laughs> Unexcusable. Wil jy, wil jy le, of gaan jy gaan? <laughs> Wat so kees is? So die gevolg is, het is, ons maak het heavy awkward vir my, as hy rooi, en hy is uit, en dan kom hy terug, en sê ek, ek hy raad, roomie, ek wil jy vanochtend die vraag vraag, wat, wat is jou verwachting? Wat, het, het, het jy nog iets in die ability, om iets te kan glo, dat God vir jou iets kan doen, wat jy nog nooit aan kon dink nie? En ek praat nie vanochtend van Karin en die ouwens. Weet jy wat is my grootste begeerte is? is ek sit en ek kyk na my family en sê, jyre, geef my family. Ek het het nooit geken as een kind nie. Ek het nie, as ek sê, ek het nie family gehad nie, ons was displaced. Amen? Ons het die displaced relationships gehad. En ek sê vir jyre, jyre, geef vir my een familie van my eie. Weet jy nou lekker, die lekkerste ding vir my vandag in die wereld, en ek en my vroukie praat van die huwelijksaand, ek vraag vir wat is die een ding wat, wat ons ding wat die huwelijke opneek? En sy sê vir my over familiarity. Die feit dat ons so gewoond geraak het, ook net aan goed. Dat goed is so common geraak het in ons midde. Weet jy wat ek sê vir my liefiekie, weet jy wat jy is recht? So, jylle moet vanavond kom by, so by the way. Vir die ouwens, wat op die toe, dan blij lampies, jy gewoon moet plan maak. 
things God has in store for all his lovers. Verse 10. But God now unveils these profound realities to us by the Spirit. Yes, he has revealed to us his inmost heart and deepest mysteries through the Holy Spirit who constantly explores all things. Weet jylle wat sing ek? Die, peri, die perikuleuses. Is die dans. Ek sing waar hy in ritme. Maar in jou inroep. En hoe hy ons in die perfect in kreeg. Iemand moet so tattoo kreeg hoor. As jy nog geen tattoo het nie, daar is een goeie tattoo. Daar is een perfect tattoo. For now on therefore we regard no one according to the flesh. En ek wil gaf hier vanaf sê, toe Paulus hierdie vir, vir die koerenteer skryf, toe maak hy hierdie stelling, want hy het vir Jesus herken volgens die vlees. Hy het vir Jesus geherken as die sien van Joseph en Maria. En luister mooi wat hy sê, hy sê, from now on therefore we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to his flesh. Ons regard hom nie meer as die babiekie wat in die krip was, Maria se sienkie nie. Owens, he is the king of kings, the lord of lords. He came and he gave it all away so that we can stand up and rule, reign and have dominion on this earth. En dit is sy hart vir my en vir jou, that we will stand up and that we will glorify the Father through how we live. And listen here, we once regarded Christ according to the flesh. We regard him this no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. So if you are in Christ, you are a new creation. Why? Because I don't regard you according to your flesh. I don't regard the old man of yesterday anymore. Weet jy wat ons wil die stelling maak in die kerk? I want to say to you, some of the things we say in church is absurd. So, een van die stellings ons maak is, jy moet jyself eerst bewys in die kerk. Okay? Who bewys a new creation? Een rikkie terugkom, een jongs in my, vraag vir my, oom, hy sê, het jou ooit een kar gekoop, sonder dat jy hom getest draai? Ek sê vir hom nie, sy sê domme, en ek weet waar hy op pad is, en hy sê vir my, wel, hy is in die verhouding met die jong meisie, en, um, hy wil net weet, of dit fijn is, ek sê, nee, want as jy die manufacturer ken, het jy nie nodig om om te test draai. Ok? Die gevolg is van, van dit wat ek vanochtend veel wil sê, daar is iets in die beginsel van God, kyk, alles het niet gewoond. There is a new creation. Do you know what the accountability should be on? Not me keeping you accountable only according to your sin, me keeping you accountable for the new creation you have become to remind you of what you are losing out on. Wie van julle het FOMO? Fear of missing out. Ek, ek krijg dik FOMO, as ek so by die kerk, en ek hoor, hoor hierdie ouwens het daar gebeur, het, Marie het heavy FOMO, dus kom sy by die kerk, en sy kom nou van die lichaf af teruggejaag, want ek het van gesê, ons het een activeringsdienst. Ok? So, sy, sy sê, man, hoor hier sê, jy en Jason Mamoa, was nou net op die, op die ding gewees. Kom sê, dit van hand het lap. So then, from now on, we have a new perspective. Okay, this is the passion translation. We have a new perspective that refuses to evaluate people merely by their outward appearances. I look at my own and I look at how many times he has in his hand and how much he has in his hand or not. And if he is good or not good. For that's how we once viewed the anointed one, but no longer do we see him with limited human insight. Now, if anyone is enfolded into Christ, he has become an entirely new creation. 
all sorry all that is related to the old order has vanished all that has been weet julle waarom kan jy my vandag die bybel sê dat deur deur getroue om deur iets te beproef constant te beproef sal homself getrou bewys amen ek wil ek wil die volgende stelling maak ek sê vir my vroukie die Here in trust in die season vir ons baie vrouens in ministry toe vir een of ander rede amen soos alse my wat die jong meisietjie is ek vra die Here ek sê Here gee my die integriteit en die vrees van die Here in my hart om met die hoogste integriteit met 'n jong dame te werk sonder dat ek het awkward maak amen ek kan met Marie saamwerk as 'n gescheide vrou en ek hoef nie bang te wees oor hoe ek teenoor haar relate nie want ek vertrou hom wat in my is en ek vertrou hom wat in haar is en nou sit ek waar daar 'n nuwe creation in ons begin het ouens toe God sê het alles nie gemaak hy begin met die periklesis in jou en weet jy wat is die eerste ding wat jy doen is hy vra vir jou kom uit met die waarheid begin met die waarheid praat laat ek jou in die waarheid inlei en elke liewe ding wat God kom doen in mense wat hy kom bevryd sy lewe is hy vra vir die vrou by die put van Samaria is dit so? Dan sê sy, ja, dit is so. En die waarheid kwalificeer haar vir een deurbraak wat ongelooflik is. En vanochtend wil ek jou dalk net acquainted maak met die waarheid, om vir jou te sê, dat as God vir jou is, wie kan teen jou wees? Jy het nie nodig om bang te wees oor die waarheid nie, het nodig om daarmee uit te kom, want dit wat nie licht is, het die duisternis nie meer oorbeheer nie. Amen? Ek sluit af my laaste skrif vir oogend. Markus 5, 18. And as Jesus began to get into the boat to depart, the man who had been set free from demons asked him, "Could I go with you?" Now, for die van jullie wat nie die story kennen, Marcus, nie. This is the story of the demon-possessed guy who had a whole legion of demons within him. And Jesus answered, "No," but said to him, "Go back to your home and to your family and tell them what the Lord has done for you." It is very strange to me that Jesus entrusted people who were awful people with the gospel immediately. People that was once lost and they gave their heart to Jesus and they left everything that they knew and there was a new creation within them, Jesus could immediately entrust to them the kingdom. Want hy het geweet, dis die ou wat vijf hier, daar staan and he's getting the wage for an hour's work. And then there was those in the boat with him that's been with him all the time and three years down the line now he sends them out two by two. Because they are trying to work for favor and they're trying to, to get God to do things on the basis of what they have done and on the works that they have completed. You know what's the thing that I really believe what God wants to do in this season? He wants to call those out of the graveyard. He wants to call those and challenge those in the boat who's going to walk out on the water, but he's calling those from the graves to say, listen here, come in, come into the kingdom, but I'm sending you. And listen here, and Jesus answered no, but said to him, go back to your home and your family and tell them what the Lord has done for you. They become ministers before the righteous, those people who's been working since six o'clock, becomes ministers. Ek het, een, ek het een mooi ding besef in die tyd wat ek in die bediening is. Laat geen papier jou kwalificeer om vir God iets te kan doen. Laat geen oneersgraad of titel kwalificeer jou om enig iets vir God te doen. 
dat God zal dier enige gehoorzame wezel sal hy een miracle doen which is far beyond what we can comprehend and that God dat God toets is die proever van die hart en die, die, die kenner van die hart en die proever van die nere he tests and he knows the heart the Bible says that the heart is deceitful above all things the one of the reasons why I'm quoting that scripture this morning is because our hearts as we sit in the kingdom of God has been deceited there's deceit in our heart and our hearts has to- told us that he doesn't care as much for us as he do for these guys what the devil is telling these guys is that you don't deserve to go back to the father and be treated like a son that's the difference so I get myself somewhere in the middle where I say Lord can you just once again just have grace on me